Hello and welcome back to Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in Podcast Form. Today we're talking about Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde's second directorial feature, now available streaming on HBO. This is a movie that has probably been talked about more than most films this year, as its production history has just been marred by so many tabloid stories, so many faults on Warner Brothers' side as far as money and the production goes, and then there's all sorts of drama within the inner circle of the cast and the director. Uh, so I knew a lot about this movie before I finally watched it. It's one that I didn't see in theaters, but uh, it was one I did have interest in, knowing kind of what happened in the background of things and knowing what kind of story they were trying to tell. Uh, Olivia Wilde has now made the transition from actress to director, sometimes writer, uh, Booksmart was her first film uh, a few years ago. Kind of a different, super bad style take on these two young girls right before graduation is coming on. It was a really great movie, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I was excited to see what she would do a second time around. And this story is totally different from uh, that comedy style. This is more of a serious dystopian style film. Um you know, I don't want to, doesn't necessarily call back to Pleasantville too much, but essentially this film starts, you've got Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, who are going to be your lead actors, and they are living in this really nice, plush, 50s-style community. They're somewhere, it looks like, out in California. Uh, Old-style cars, radios, everything, and life is pretty good. You know, you've got a pretty strict set of how you live your day. All the men go to work at the same time. The wives make sure that they have their coffee and their packed lunch and everything. And while the husbands are away working at their uh, secret job, the wives are meant to stay home. They socialize, they drink, tend to the house. And when the husbands come home, they've got dinner ready and it's time to party. They've been afforded this opportunity by... Uh, Chris Pine's character, who is sort of the leader of this area, and he's leading this project where they've been afforded to come graciously stay in what seems like an oasis in the real world. They've knowingly left the cities, the styles of the 21st century, and they're kind of experimenting, essentially, in this place. And, and so for a while, it feels like everything's going well. You know, aside from the mundane repeating of most tasks, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be fine. But Florence Pugh, she starts noticing things, whether it's behavioral tics or it's certain information that uh, seems to be coinciding with other people's. And she begins to start asking questions. And of course, we know that People never want you to ask questions, so obviously she's going to get some pushback. And that's where the film starts delving more into this dystopian side of things, because there is something larger going on at play. Things that you're not being told, but that you can feel. Um, this movie reminded me a lot, initially, of uh, the Fallout video game series. Because as you're walking through an apocalyptic wasteland... That happened right around the 50s. You know, you still have all these old cars, but the radio shows and the TV shows in black and white and with all the, uh, the mantras of some of the leaders, you know, it was interesting watching this movie because Chris Pine's character, 
you constantly hear his voice, his reassurances of the value and integrity they all bring and the passion they're bringing to this undisclosed project. And he keeps, uh, he keeps repeating some of these same lines. And you hear them day after day on a little radio broadcast. His voice is on in the car. If you're out at the supermarket, you'd sure hear him over some PA system. And, you know, we're reinforcing that this is truly a chance to make life greater for us. And it just reminds me of these old recordings of this fake president who, uh, as they're trying to restore some sense of peace and unity in a uh, broken society in this video game, you know, you have John Henry Eaton, this presidential voice telling us to persevere, and even in these hard times, we need to do this. Um, and so they, they really do nail this atmosphere of the early 50s, and... Uh, and you understand why people would listen to him and why in today's society it would be nice to kind of get away from the big bustling cities and, and have something that feels golden in that sense of our golden age and what we consider the perfect lifestyle for us. Um, so, I, you know, a lot of this movie really worked for me because of how well they commit to anything from the scenery to the props um, and Florence Pugh, as always, just does a terrific job anchoring the emotion, the drama, the, you know, some just great shouting matches in the film. Um, she's certainly leagues above her co-workers, I would say, her castmates. Um, and that's where this movie really gets interesting, because Harry Styles is uh, playing opposite her, her loving husband, who just asks that she not ask too many questions and stays in line. Harry Styles was not originally supposed to play the part of Jack in this film. Um, and that's where kind of the first controversies outside of production start. Shia LaBeouf was actually going to play the leading role opposite of Florence Pugh. And they'd actually even started some of the production. Obviously, he had a script. Everything was moving forward. And uh, FKA Twigs, who Shia LaBeouf used to be dating, had come out in a profile talking about mental and physical abuse that she had uh, withstood during their relationship, detailing a lot of things about some of his tendencies with drugs and alcohol, keeping guns under pillows and intimidation. Um, and so immediately it was like, hey, Shia LaBeouf... Is, I don't want to say getting canceled, but rightfully so. People are asking questions. They're saying, hey, maybe we need to distance ourselves from this because obviously this is not a great look. Obviously, he needs to handle this. He needs to man up and talk about some of these things. And to his credit, you know, he really did take accountability and has spent a fair amount of time in therapy doing Norwood's work. That's besides the point. You lose Shia LaBeouf. And now there's a void that needs to be filled. And Harry Styles, not too hot off of Dunkirk, which, you know, he didn't do a ton in. Uh, somehow he lands the role. And when I saw that he was going to be Shia's replacement, I thought it was interesting. Because think whatever you will of Shia LaBeouf. He's an incredibly intense and emotional actor who really does, I think, deliver strong performances and really does lead roles like this one pretty well 
Um, and having seen the film, having seen Harry Styles' performance, I think Harry does a good job. Um, he's mostly believable. You know, there's still some accent work here and there where it was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, I'm like, right, I know he's, I know he's trying. Um, and he does a pretty good job with some of the emotion. And there's only a few moments where he really kind of gets to let loose or where you're, he has this anger that actually feels real and justifiable. There's some moments where it just feels like, you know, it's like, all right, I can tell he's trying to be really upset, but he's not quite, maybe he doesn't know where to access it from yet. Um, and it was in those moments I kind of felt like, okay, I can see where and why Shia LaBeouf was thought of for this role because, damn, that would be intimidating to hear this from him uh, or to hear him screaming at you and yelling at you. Uh, and that's where Florence Pugh, as time went on, it came out that, hey, you know, she was uncomfortable, rightfully so, with all the news that had come out about him. And I'm sure the the specifics of the roles that they're playing based on that information, too, made her a little nervous as well. And so right before the film's coming out, news drops. You know, Olivia Wilde's doing an interview. She talks about, hey, you know, someone asks about the Shia LaBeouf situation. She says, yep, you know, as soon as that came out, we canned him. I can't have that on my set. My actors are my priority. Everything, their safety, yada, yada, yada. And Shia LaBeouf, who's recently kind of going on his PR tour, he's playing the Pope in a new movie, and he's been studying <laughs> with different Catholic leaders or something like that for a while, um, finding himself again. He comes out and he says, hey, you know, it's, it's all love and understanding what happened, but just to be clear, he's like, she didn't fire me from the movie, I stepped away. And, of course, the press runs with that. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, no, she, like, begged me. Not, not begged, maybe, but she pleaded for me to give this a chance to try to work through the press. She says, I need you. I want you for this project. And in a video that she sent him, she's like, you know, Shia, I really want to make this work. You know, like, please don't give up on this. I know we can figure something out. You know, little Miss Flo, she can kind of deal with it if you stay essentially and then you know and the, the little miss flow line is really what got wild in trouble because you know this is your lead actress this is someone who it's like if we're gonna say hey we respect women we want to take care of our leading women as well in situations like this if she's got an issue with someone who's admitted to people that yes i did abuse her physically and emotionally um, for her to kind of dismiss her lead actress like that, Little Miss Flo, it stung. And the press ran with it. And then we kept hearing more and more about like, oh, you know, maybe there were altercations on set. Or Olivia and her didn't really gel because Olivia Wilde herself ended up being one of the supporting actresses in the movie. Partially because Warner Brothers only really had enough money to release Black Adam and don't worry, darling, by the end of the year. There's so much going on over there with their change of regime that it really did kind of screw a lot of the production of their films this year. And so she was in the movie because she said, I couldn't cast anybody else because we didn't have the money. So she's like, you know, my agent's going to be hearing about it for forever, but I took the job. And, you know, I'm sure that rubbed people the wrong way, too. Where they're like, oh, like, of course she stars in her own movie. And then it comes out that she's dating Harry Styles. And, you know, she and her husband, Ted Lasso, 
Jason Sudeikis are separated and she's going to Harry's concerts and they would leave filming sometimes to go to a concert and come back. You know, there was just all this stuff where it was really interesting. It was like, huh, so much behind the scenes that just distracted everything actually in the film. And I even got swept up into it myself. Obviously, here we are talking about it. But I think it's interesting and important because for everything that happened outside of all of this, for all the, is Florence Pugh going to show up to the premiere because it's awkward now and everyone's shutting rumors down, I really enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. Um, I think supporting cast-wise, there could have been more for them to do, perhaps. Um, And I think what they did with Harry Styles, I think, works pretty well. Um, Obviously, we can't judge it on the movie that they didn't make. All I'll say is I'd be interested in the one with Shia, but I understand why it didn't happen. Um, Visually, the movie looks fantastic. Uh, It's filmed really well. The location sets are stunning. Um, They do a great job with this idea of creating this oasis and creating... It almost feels mirage-like at times, some of these set pieces. Um, It was really fascinating. Um, And I think her directorial style was very interesting. Um, leaving an indie comedy film, a comedy film from her last movie, this is way more, I don't want to even say science fiction-y, but there are aspects of it when you have dream sequences or certain things that are almost horror-like in nature as well that she presents. Um, and they kind of leave you a little unsettled throughout the movie too. You're like, what's happening? Okay, I know something's going on here. And I think it... It intrigues really well, and it holds your interests well, um, so that by the time you get to the end of the movie, you know, me personally, again, I'm a weirdo. I'm like, I would have loved 20 more minutes to kind of explore the very end of what's happening, uh, because I think the build is really great. The reveal, or reveals perhaps at the end, and where the story kind of goes, um, it is pretty fascinating, and I'm just here like, okay, can we can we spend a little more time here for a moment? Can we talk about repercussions? Can we talk about some of these different uh, characters? But, you know, of course, we didn't get that either. And that's okay. I'm not judging the movie off of that. Um, I just think by the time they finish, I'm like, they've got a really interesting idea that maybe we could see more of. Um but all in all, I think that people should totally seek this film out. I think, you know, it's well-paced. Um, certainly a different story. Maybe that we've kind of heard before, but I think the the way they present it is, is truly unique. Um, and yeah, I would say it's worth your while. You know, I don't think it's the best of the year. I think that, you know, in that sense, you could have spent more time with Chris Pine's kind of leader of the community. I think we could have spent a little more time kind of digging into perhaps, you know, what they're actually doing out there as well. But for, uh, for what we got out of the film, I'm, I'm a fan. I would say, you know, especially because it's on HBO, definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a stream. Uh, Florence Pugh, she's never not been good. So it's always worth to check her out. And you can judge for yourself too on Harry Styles. I know he's got another, movie something about a policeman coming out soon and uh i'm curious to see how much longer he's going to stay in film or if he will kind of maybe just kind of keep to music but 
Olivia Wilde, just another second solid effort from her directorially. And, you know, I'm all in on where she continues to go from here and ready to see what kind of film she cooks up next because this one really intrigued me. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for listening again, everybody. As we get closer to the end of the year now, I'm going to have to start getting my top films of the year ready. You're going to be getting a Top Gun review. You're going to be getting an Avatar review. You know, Top Gun, we just got view number six yesterday, somehow, right before it leaves theaters again. Um, If that's any indication of what one of my favorite movies of the year could be. But uh, as always, I appreciate y'all tuning in and listening, and I can't wait to just keep delivering more of this content to y'all. So thanks again, and have a great day.